Welcome to it, another edition of Trail Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. It's good to be with you. It's uh, a bit of a cold and blustery uh, Cape Town this morning. A little bit wet, not uh, not too much rain around, but I think we're in for uh, a few days of uh, nasty weather. I spoke to, to James Hallett uh, from the Skyrunning Association this morning, and uh, he is in KZN and said it was absolutely bucketing down. So uh, I think uh, just across the country, not the greatest of weather, but it is winter and it's to be expected. And wanted to chat uh, ultra trail running on this episode of Trail Talk SA, and it's a, a great pleasure to welcome uh, someone who's obsessed with ultra trail running. She's a mom of three and uh, just uh, an absolute incredible running machine. Kim Stevens, welcome onto Trail Talk SA, also in Cape Town this morning. I hope you're warm and dry. Warm and dry. This is the best weather for trail running. This is when the mountain's like showing off with waterfalls and you slip and slide and you can jump in puddles and be a kid again. It's awesome. Well, Kim, I've got to tell you, as you know, I've recently moved down to Cape Town and everyone's been warning me about uh, Cape Town winters, but it's been magnificent. We've had a, a few wet days, but uh, in between the fronts, it's been gorgeous. It has been. We need the dams, need the water. So I hope we get a bit more rain action before summer hits us. But yeah, we can't complain right now. It's been a beautiful winter so far. Well, here's the deal. I'll hop on a plane to the big smoke tomorrow for a few weeks. Uh, you can have rain nonstop for three weeks. I don't mind. Okay, after Hot Bear Challenge, you're right. <laughs> That's one of the reasons we wanted to chat to you uh, today. Hot Bay Challenge is coming up. You're obsessed with uh, not just trail running, but running ultras. You you discovered it, I don't want to say late in life because you're still very young, but uh, you, you didn't discover your, your running prowess in, in your early teen years, but uh, you've discovered it later on. And uh, the next big challenge is the Hot Bay Challenge. Tell us uh, a little about uh, what, what you're expecting to, to happen this coming weekend. Well, we, we, it's, I'm running, the original plan for Hot Bear Challenge was to run with two other incredible, um, athletic moms. Kelly van der Turen, who's an age grouper, um, at Ironman, and Lauren Allen, who's currently smashing through. She's, she's a bit of everything. She's an incredible swimmer. She's doing incredibly well on the CrossFit scene and is a CrossFit coach. She's also a mom of five, and Kelly's a mom of three. So between the three of us, we have 11 children. And we put together a team for Hard Bear Challenge and called ourselves Lucky Eleven. And the idea being that we've taken on a partnership with the St. George's Home for Girls in Weinberg, and we're raising funds to improve the work they're doing and to align with the work they're doing with the young ladies that they take out of high-risk situations. Um, and we're going to get them trail running. We're going to get the girls out there on the mountain and share our fantastic 11 lucky kids with, with their kids and kind of create that partnership. So... And unfortunately, Lauren, um, mom of five, dropped something heavy on her foot at CrossFit, which apparently happens sometimes. <laughs> so, so her husband, who's super athlete, Brian Ellis, is actually going to stand in for her on Saturday in our team at Hot Bay. Um, but we're going to make him run in pink because the whole idea was to be three mamas out there. And we couldn't find a mom of five to kind of take her leg. It's not, it's not the easiest thing to do. So we decided dad of five would do. Yeah, you, you couldn't, you couldn't then downscale it to like the, the, the seven lucky, or a five, no, five. It has to, two. yeah, lucky 11 yeah. has, has to be. I, I don't know Lauren, but I know, I know Kelly obviously from, from triathlon circles. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm not sure of, of Lauren's sort of ability from a running perspective, but I know that you're a bit of a racing snake. Kelly, there's no doubt about it. Kelly is a, a racing snake. 
I, I wanted to find yeah. out about getting that balance right and, and how difficult it is to, to be a mom. Uh, I think guys take it for granted. I mean, I'm, I'm a dad of three, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you I am so lucky because my wife is, is incredible, and I, I get to run when I want to run. But uh, for a mom, it's very different, and, and to find the time to train, and uh, it, it's one thing going out and just doing miles. But uh, you guys are, I'm not say you, you're competitive, but I know Kelly is, and, and it, it, it takes a lot of planning and preparation in order to get your training done, not just around the races. It's, it's hard and there's a guilt um, attached to it. Um, I ran my first comrades when my youngest was only four and there were, there were pretty harsh judgments from certain mothers in terms of the time spent away from your kids. Somehow the dads don't get judged in the same way. Um, so you've got to be careful with the time spent away from your family and, and try and balance it all out. At the end of the day, I know that um, the three mothers that we're referencing now, myself, um, Lauren and Kelly have inspired all of our kids to be active outdoor enthusiasts. Um, my, my daughter, when she turned six, asked for a trail running party. So if, if that's happening, <laughs> I think I'm winning. You know, if, if, if it's quite that and not some time in an ugly mall, then, then I think I'm winning. So it's, it, it's, it is tough. It's a balancing act and you've got to look after the home and your physical self and your children, but it's worth it. Okay, where did your, your love for, for trail running come from? Um, it's interesting. I had a dad, oh, my dad, do you have a dad, who was an ultra runner, a road runner. And uh, when when we started talking about me getting running and, and whether I'd run trail or road, he said, oh, what's this trail running nonsense? We used to run on those mountains all the time in our poly shorts and maybe a bandana around our necks. We didn't call it trail running. We called it time on our legs. And what do you need these buffs for and packs for and uh, you know, compression socks for? And he thinks it's all quite funny. But um, I started off road running and um but the second year in, got offered an entry to do the African Otter um, Trail Run. And this is an iconic run in, on the South African calendar. It's a phenomenal 42Ks on the, the Otter Trail. And uh, being horribly naive about how difficult it all was, I thought, rad, I've got to give that a go. And having done only one full road marathon, I thought 42Ks I can do. Um, about six hours in, I was quite happy to lie down and die. But um, I fell in love with it because you just get to see the, the places you'd never get to otherwise. Trail running is its spiritual, it's unique, and it's its absolute stoke when you're out there. Yeah, it is is—it is uh, incredible indeed. And uh, you, you mentioned Otter uh, yeah. the, the this weekend's uh, one as well. But you, you're training for, for the Puffer, so... Uh, yes. It's uh, there's a, a big goal in in in, in the end, and uh, puffers not one to be taken lightly. It's a it's a tough day out. It's a tough day out, but it's 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 a, also a fantastic event. I'll be doing my fourth otter this year, which is six weeks after puffer, and my second puffer that last year was my first. And um, last year's puffer I did just to experience what it was all about. And you know we all waited years to get entries. It was special to last minute be given one of the the cancellation allocations. And all of a sudden, you're getting yourself ready for this huge adventure. When you stand at the top of McClears, which is the highest point of Table Mountain, and you look to your right down all the way to Cape Point, where you started earlier that day, the emotion attached to that moment alone is phenomenal. It's something you kind of look down at your own two little feet and go, yes, we got here, you know, just on my own two little feet. And it's an incredible view. It's it's mind-blowing that your own legs, your own two pins got you all the way up there. So I'm really looking forward to another puffer this year. 
Kim, it is. I mean, on, on these big sort of long races, that's the, the pinnacle. And, and almost, I, I feel it's, it's almost the rewards for, for all the hard work and the graft that you've put in, in in the weeks and months building up to it. But for someone who who's possibly thinking, you know what, Puff is just way too big for me and uh, may, maybe it is something that, that's on their bucket list, what goes into training for a race like, like Puff? I mean, how, how much do you run a week distance-wise, time-wise? What, what, what are you looking at to, to make sure you're in tip-top shape come Puffer? Well, Puffer, you've got to combine road and trail training. So the way I've divided it in the program that I'm on now is I'll spend at least two quality, you know, I'll do at least two quality sessions on tar during the week. So whether that be hill repeats or some speed work, um, thousand meter repeats, 200 meter recovery between them, and you go on whatever repetitive um, scale works for your program. And then hills, 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 lots of climbing. And then at least one big long trail run over the weekend and some back to back. So you, you do need to, to put aside weekends where you can do two four hour trail runs back to back or two five hour trail runs back to back so that you have that endurance base and that your legs are used to the, the technical elements of, of trail running. But yeah, you can't train only road for an event like Puffa and you can't train only trail either. You need to find the balance between the two. So about 80 to 60 to 80 Ks a week is my base training. And then as time gets closer to an ultra, I'll take that up to 100, 120 max. Um, and then I work um, in the gym at least twice a week on, on strength training so that we don't fall apart in between. <laughs> Stop it, you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> Life-size pieces, though. You've got to need no, one day, one training session at a time. Kim, for someone who's just moved down to Cape Town, I, I, I'm loving being down here. But uh, you, you've been here uh, pretty much your, your entire life. Give, give me some, give me some of your favourite spots to to run trail in, in Cape Town. Like some of the hidden secrets from an insider. Well, Silver Mine, I'm missing terribly. Um, getting into Silver Mine and following whichever trail takes your fancy, having a swim in the dam afterwards. It's been, it's been a, it's it's sorely missed right now. Um, we tend to start a lot of our runs at Constantia Neck just because you, you're, the variety of trail from there is, is broad. You can do a really hard climb all the way up or you can find the contour pass and weave your way down. Um, but there's some incredible gems um, hidden around the Fishhook area, um, climbing up from Boys Drive, you know, straight up into those trails. You can do a 6 or 7K trail where you feel like you're far away from the city, um, going into Echo Valley and those kinds of areas. Um, there's a little bit of everything all over Cape Town, whether you want the Jeep track stuff, more Newlands Forest type vibe, or you want the heavy technical um, bits and pieces. There's a bit to be there's a bit to be found everywhere. I think for an entry level trail runner, entering something like the Spur Trail Series is is magical because you literally get taken to a different spot each weekend, and um, you can experience a little bit of what the Western Cape has to offer all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's, there's just so much variety. We, we, we truly spoil for choice down here and, and you you get to run these trails all the time. There's got to be sort of races or or trails that are still on your bucket list. I mean, there's so many, so many places to run and things to see before we, we kick the bucket. What, what what do you still want to do? Um, I've been working with a team that's organizing Ultra Trail Cape Town uh, for, for the 2015 event, helping them with some PR and media and sponsorship negotiations. And the more involved I've become with this team, the more, you know, I, I know when the, when that race starts in October, I'm going to have FOMO second to none. But, you know, you can't be involved on both sides of either racing or, you, or you're organizing. Um, but that is one that I would love to do. I mean, the, the longest distance on, on that one is 100 k's of, of Cape Town's best, you know, running Table Mountain for 
an entire 15 hours is just, I mean, I could think of nothing, nothing more challenging or uh, more excruciating or more rewarding when it, when it comes to an end. Um, so that's definitely a bucket list one. Um, and in South Africa, I suppose, you know, you've got to do a, a sky run. I think that's, that's got to be on the list. Um, internationally, internationally, um, it's cheesy and it's cliched, but Western States has to be on my bucket list. It's just one of those that, you know, you've always watched, you've always followed. It's got to be there one day. Yeah, we actually spoke to, to Stuart from Ultra Trail Cape Town uh, on, on Trail Talk. I'll, I'll pop the link to that in this uh, episode show notes as well. Yeah, that, that one looks absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but the yeah. backdrop here in Cape Town is just is just absolutely incredible. I, I wanted to go back to, to the three mamas once again. You guys are just yeah. doing it for a great cause as well. Tell us a little bit more about uh, about the, the, the girls that you're trying to help in, in doing what you're doing, Kim. St. George's Home is one of the, uh, the oldest um, places of safety or homes in, in South Africa. Um, they've been going, I think it's over 100 years now, and they have capacity for 40 young ladies. They currently got 33. Um, they're based in Weinberg. They rely on state funding, and as we all know, state funding is never going to be sufficient to solve the problems out there. Um, so they, you know, I've asked their, their director where they take funding from in addition to state, and he said, Kim, from wherever we can. So um, they basically, when when a young lady comes through the system who is at risk, perhaps she has a parent who's an addict, perhaps there's an abuse situation, um, she comes into the home, they all have to attend school. So their bus driver does a, a monumental, I thought my school drop-off in the morning was complicated. He does 12 schools every morning in the area. So the girls are schooled, they come back to the home for counselling, for career guidance, it's where they live and eat, and it's sort of a, a home away from home. They always attempt to get the girls back um, into their communities where possible. Sometimes the girls remain with them until they're 18, and then there's kind of a halfway house where they learn to become self-sufficient. They do their own budgeting and own um, rates, payments, and cooking, and once they've spent a year in that house, then and they're encouraged to study tertiary then they go out and become independent adults. So really comprehensive work, changing the lives of, of girls, young ladies that would otherwise be really at risk um, in society. So we're, we're quite stoked to be able to help them out with some fundraising. Kim, what can we do to help? I mean, the, the, the audience of, of Trail Talk is hey, listening to this. If, uh, if, they, if it's something that's close to their heart, what, what, what would you ideally like our audience to well, do? You can either do a donation directly to, to the home through their website, or drop me an email and I can send bank details for the account that we've set up on our own fundraising efforts. Um, my email is kim at kimstevens.co.za and that's Stevens with a PH. Um, so if anyone would like to get involved in doing a cash donation or to find out if there's something else they'd like to, to donate, you know, perhaps you produce um, toilet paper en masse and that would be a cost saving. Perhaps you have toiletries that you could donate to these young ladies or clothing or a, a whole lot of blankets for them in winter. Um, it's a it's a home. So if you consider all the things that cost us a fortune when we're running a home, consider what it costs to to take care of 33 children on a daily basis. Yeah, it's, it is huge. I'll I'll pop the links uh, to all of that on our website as well. So if people want to get in touch right. or if they want to donate straight, they can. Uh, and then just finally, looking at Hot uh, Bay Challenge weekend, out, out of the three of you, uh, in, including Lauren, who, who's not running because uh, she dropped something on her foot, but we won't say anything <laughs> about that. Who, who's who's the best athlete? Are, are you guys pretty competitive amongst each other, or is it a case of you know let's just get out there support a great cause, or or do you do you have a, a full go at each other out on the on the trails? Well, 
Kelly, I mean, Kelly stands head and shoulders above, above us in terms of, of what she's achieved competitively. You know, she's out there training as a pro, but she's a triathlete. She's not a trail runner. And, um, Lauren, I mean, Lauren would swim laps around most women. She's a phenomenal athlete in many regards. I've got the most trail experience, but I'm not necessarily the fastest of the three. So it's going to be interesting with Brian standing in for Lauren as, you know, Lauren's husband, Brian Allerton, he's an incredible multi-sporter. So, I think he's going to smash his leg of the trail, and uh, the rest of us are going to be trying very hard to maintain the speed that he sets for us. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. But no, we're not. We're not. Um, a podium would be a bonus, but we're really out there to draw attention to the work being done by St George's and to to help with the good cause. So whatever comes our way, we'll manage it. Well, I think what you guys are doing is amazing. If people want to connect with you, I know you're very active on social media and online. Where where can people yes. find you? Uh, Twitter is the best way, so it's Kim N. Stevens, N for Nicola in the middle, and Stevens with a PH. And I'd love to chat. I'd love to chat in particular to to ultra mamas, the women that are pushing the boundaries, women who are just starting to get out there and, and consider trail running. Perhaps you you have an old pair of road shoes and you don't know where, where else to to go in terms of, of what kit to buy. Those are my favorite conversations. And then watching the stroke evolve as women kind of learn that they're brave enough I mean, you get out there, you, you, you will fall, you will see snakes, you will cross rivers. Um, it's, it's the best, the best way to learn how brave you can actually be. I wanted to die halfway through Otter, and that's, um, considering I did drug-free childbirth, I should have been a whole lot braver than that. <laughs> but, um, but it's a way of learning that you really can push yourself to extremes, and the rewards for that kind of bravery and tenacity are, are, are endless. Kim, I've got massive respect for you and for what you're doing. Uh, good luck this coming weekend, and we look forward to following your journey to Otter and beyond. Uh, not to Otter, Thanks. to Puff and beyond. Thank you very much, Brad. Yeah, we'll stay in touch on social media, and I'm, I'm enjoying your kind of Cape Town approach. I look forward to seeing you on the trails.